<laughs> They're nice shirts. I'm kind of disappointed, but I'm going through stuff for the trip, and I'm like, put, try and put the shirt on, and I'm like, eh, you know, this one's, a, you know, if when I was in shape, this fit me when my belly comes out, it, I look like a fat guy wearing a tight shirt. The suit I wore to Kristen Woodard's wedding, Allison's old roommate. Uh-huh. I was going to wear it to the daddy-daughter dance. Yeah. And I tried it on, and I'm like, I've been running for a month and a half, and it doesn't fit. So, burning calories and pounds like water and nothing. So, yeah, we don't have the microphones today. We don't? Why? Uh, well, I'll explain that as we get into it. Yeah. Hey, boys. Hi, yes, I fucking love you too, Jesus. You know, it's a master audio piece of equipment, Luke. It takes care of business. I have an article to read you. Sweet. You steal one of your beers. I told you. Okay. Every week. That's fine. <laughs> your supply will be depleted. And uh, no, we'll just throw a party and people will leave beer here. Oh, you drink your my, not, my father's root beer beer. Yeah, you want one? No. no. like them or no? Yeah, I like them. I just don't drink at home. You don't drink at home? I love to drink. Every on occasions. But I don't really drink. You come to wine Other places too. Hey, you ready? Yeah. What's you got? A Brazilian testicular cancer awareness group. Are we doing the show? Is this the show? Yeah. It's for the show. Alright, hey everybody! Welcome to You're Gonna Get a Disease with Luke and Nick. Luke's got something to read. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> hey, guy. <laughs> a Brazilian testicular cancer awareness group has created a mascot for the cause that is beyond disturbing. Say hello to Mr. Balls. Or... Like, please be a nutsack. Please be or a nutsack. Please or Senor Testiculo. <laughs> the wide-eyed, dual-toothed, Rosy-cheeked, mole-sporting scrotum that will cause a lifetime of nightmares for anyone who lays eyes on him. It's got teeth? Yep. <laughs> the little curly hairs are oh. an especially nice touch. Here's some pictures. Oh, it's... Senor Testiculo. That is amazing. Yep. Let me, let me get a close-up of this guy. All right. I'm, I'm speechless. It looks like a... Job of the nutsack or something like that. Yeah, basically. This, this is this is real. Yeah, looks like it. And this is Brazil. Yeah, and because of Senor Testiculo, <laughs> I will later check my balls for cancer. <laughs> I'm rolling my own too, man. You know, if they're going to go out of their way to make a grimace-like mascot. I am going to roll. Exactly. My balls you might as well. I mean, hey, you made me aware. <laughs> Sounds like this. I wish I lived in Brazil. I'm like seeing a walking nutsack down yeah. the street and everyone's comfortable with it. Not one person's like, well, somebody think of the children. Yeah. No. They're like, fuck it. My favorite generic uh, term is awareness. <laughs> I'm aware there's a giant nutsack. Why they just, you know, I'm raising awareness. Ah, you're really not doing anything, are you? Feed the nipple. Everyone yeah. knew there was ball cancer before. Mm-hmm. But now you have a, somebody that could saddle up right next to Ronald McDonald and tell you all about it. That thing would be great in a Happy Meal. Wouldn't it? <laughs> well, uh, it's Valentine's Day. Yes. Uh, planning anything for the wife, or did you already guys do something? Uh, oh, we went and got some barbecue last night. Where'd you go? Uh, Charco's in Naperville. It's very good. Oh, is um, her right there? No. No? Is she upstairs? No. She's, uh-huh. at, she's at derby practice. She's back up and running now. Well, she's skating, but by herself, like just getting her... She can't really go into the drills or anything yet, so... Sharko's authentic barbecue from the south, or is it uh, Chicago barbecue, how we like to do it? I, I've i only eaten southern barbecue twice, really. Really? Well, uh, um, you know... But it's good. I recommend it. It's on 59 in Naperville. Uh, it's good. I, we had, the last time I went, I pulled cork. This time I had a half a slab of ribs. They have good sides. It's good. When you get a kid, Valentine's Day kind of changes... You know, the little, like, you, you could do more for the family as opposed to just the individual. Obviously, me and Allison spent some time together, but I did the daddy-daughter dance right. at uh, Ellie's school. And it was basically first through fourth graders going batshit crazy on a dance floor. Yeah. And, of course, my daughter being very outgoing... She wanted to make sure that everyone saw her dance. However, she refused to dance alone. Was she twerking? No, she was not twerking, thank okay. God. 
So she's not Miley Prol. No, she's not Miley Prol. Well, she draws attention to herself, so yeah. she might be well, like a cousin she, of Miley Prol. She dances Pearl. more like Elaine from Seinfeld. Like it's terrible. I love her to death, but it is like the weirdest motions. It makes no sense. So she's Miley Bennis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Yeah, the, the rhythm's not quite there yet. I'm sure she'll get it down eventually. Yeah, but well, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> You've never seen me dance. It doesn't always come. <laughs> but um. Oh, or, or Lloyd's going to be on the mic. Hey, yeah. buddy. Hey, buddy. Um, there you go. Get in there. <laughs> no, she puts me out in the middle of the dance floor, and you got probably 90% of the parents on their cell phone, not paying attention to their kids. Yeah. It kind of pissed me off a little bit. I'm like, you're supposed to be like this thing, but they let the kids go crazy, but she's like, you're dancing with me, and how am I supposed to say no, right? So sure enough. I feel shame because I danced to a Justin Bieber song. Luke, oh. I danced to a Justin Bieber song. Oh. I. It was for a good cause, goddammit, as far as I was concerned. She was excited and happy, yeah. but I really. I danced so you danced? You didn't just stand there and she danced no, around you? No, I. Well, she, she. I tried to stand. She would not allow that. Cause she so you stood, you stood like a pole. <laughs> and she danced around you. You know, if you take the R out of your last name, what's your last name? Pole. Okay, I'm just I'm uh, pointing out the you know the conspiracy what? theory here. No, no, she she made me dance. Like she, <laughs> she she she's very good at paying attention when you're not paying attention. If that makes any sense. So like if we're sitting there and watching a cartoon together and yeah. I have no interest in the cartoon, yeah. she'll nudge me like, "Hey, what'd you think of that part?" You know. Just to see if I'm paying attention, because she'll watch my crap. If like I want to watch something about superheroes, she'll sat all up right next to me and watch it and yeah. pay attention. So no, he was pointed that out that she, she's she's she, very astute to is dad really spending time with me or is dad exactly com- being com- complacing me? Are you, you have you've been playing the Candy Crush a long time there, guy? Why don't you pay attention to these ponies? Does she call you guy? Yeah, I might as well. <laughs> In the tone that she uses, it's pretty awesome. So, and then we uh, yesterday we took her to build a bear. Have you ever seen one of these shops? I've never been in. I've heard about them. I she absolutely loved it, and it's great. I get it. The kids find this fascination with it, but my god, what a bunch of overpriced bullshit! Oh yeah. Oh my god, dude! It is a felt piece mm-hmm. that they stuff with probably asbestos. I'm not sure. More than likely, <laughs> they give it. And I got a Build-A-Bear from somebody. And I, Kathy Johnson got me a Build-A-Bear, and she went out of her way to get it. I thought it was, like, one of the nicest gestures ever. But as a person that actually had to buy one for somebody, it is felt, stuffed with asbestos, with a little plastic piece that they call the heart. And they make this kid do this weird Scientology ritual with the heart, like, now, say a prayer, and give it a kiss, and this is the heartbeat of the devil. I'm like, what the fuck is... She about to cut her finger open and put some blood yeah. in there. <laughs> and so once you get the doll, now sprinkle the bear with the heart, with the blood of a virgin. <laughs> it's a twenty dollar doll right off the bat, and then they're like, "Oh, the doll needs accessories." Of course they do. So there's a dress and a beret and shoes. A beret? Oh, well, they no. A, a, what are they called? Ah, whatever. A hat. No, it's like a little crown. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. I don't know words. <laughs> it's it, man. And she was so fucking happy. So how am I supposed to say? Well, you're paying for the experience. Yeah, uh, you know, you're paying for the experience. They rope you in. I much much rather would have bought her a stock. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> I picked up Microsoft this week at forty nine. I picked a great price. I have been doing some adulting myself. Uh, I hate that term. I, well, Jared and Steve keep saying it, so it's kind of been sticking in my head. Uh, I opened up my first IRA account. Nice. Did you get a Roth? No, no, no. This is a, basically my first IRA oh. account. It is about as bullshit as it comes. Get a Roth. I, well, I'm going to get something else, but I, I want to talk to you or at least people that have something established because no, I, got a I have a shit ton of bonds. And now I feel like bonds I, are need garbage. To, I really need to get something additional. Your, Roth, your Roth IRA... You can you can deposit up to fifty five hundred dollars a year, mm-hmm. as long as you don't take it out before the date. Meaning, like your certain age, like which fifty is nine a, and a half. I forget what like the that. exact date is. It's like fifty nine and a half or sixty yeah. and a half or something like that. It's non taxable, which is one of the things that 
was a big thing with Obama a few years back when he was taxing some of the stuff. Yeah, state tax. He was taught. He was. Uh, he brought up the I Roth. Think that's the same. Thing. He brought up the Roth IRAs, taxing those, and people lost their minds because yeah. it is a. It is like your only non-taxable, and that's why they limit what you can put in each year. Yeah, the other. Actually, it's not a retirement account. The health account you can't tax either. But I, mean, I don't invest in that one either. I have one. Yeah. I put money in. Well, I got a guy. If you want to, um, we'll talk. He can we'll walk talk. you through. You tell him what you're trying to do, and he can put you in. What you are going to get a disease financial hour. Well, I, I'm I'm learning. I have. I mean, he doesn't do the short the short stocks, and I think I've talked about this before. But yeah, because I've brought it up and said I want to kind of play a little bit with these stocks, he's opened up, and I have like three stocks, and I watch them. And I had a stock called ED, okay. which was a uh, uh, consolidated Edison like uh, power stock. And as the stock market dropped, certain stocks go up, oh, and yeah. ED freaking skyrocketed. And I bought it at uh, uh, 60, 61 or sixty and a half, and I put a ceiling, or I we went up over seventy one. And what he was doing is he was moving the basement on it. So I said, okay. Put the basement at seventy and a half, so it goes over seventy one. If it drops to seventy and a half, it automatically sells. Really? He so said, that's but, neat, so you don't have to put too much effort in watching it." Right. Well, right. then it, you know, as it climbed, he kept moving the basement up. Okay. And so I ended up selling it for like seventy two, seventy five, and then then I picked up Microsoft, which was dropping with the stock market. I put it at. I said, when it hits forty nine, buy it. Hit forty nine. And then immediately jump back up to fifty, and now it's at like fifty and a half, and I'm just waiting for it because it's a good stock. It's gonna, it's gonna climb, you know. It's a, what do they call a blue chip? Is yeah, it's a blue phrase? chip. So yeah. I don't know. I got to do some more learning as I've been getting older because again, going back to that dance, I even made a comic strip about it. We we're sitting there dancing. I heard maybe six songs in a row. Six songs never heard before in my life. Yeah. And she is singing the words to them. Yeah. She's six. Mm-hmm. So she's had time to digest the song, <laughs> memorize the words, yes. and it's not like I don't ride in the car with her and you know hear these same songs because yeah. she wants the station on. I've become Abe Simpson. I don't understand any of these songs. You need to here. guide them. I do. My... She listens to Zeppelin. She listens to Floyd. She listens to Bob Marley. I love those guys, and she knows the lyrics. Mm-hmm. But she's still a little girl. See, my know? my nephew, uh, who I named Bubby. When he was a little kid, uh, he's now graduating high school this year, but when he was a little kid, I was riding with my brother and him, and my brother put on Disturbed, and he was in back singing Disturbed, <laughs> and doing the, ah, ah, you know, that, that, <laughs> yeah, and he was like about seven years old, and that was pretty damn funny, but my brother had the clean version of the album for him, so that he was could, it you the know. Kids bop? Is there a Kids Bop version of Disturbed? Well, they cut out all the, all the... Fuck you, Dad! I'll fucking kill you! You know, they cut out all that. It went like, down with the sickness and all that. <laughs> I gotta fucking hear that, dude. Um, let's see. Wait a second. We got a bunch of fun topics. Let's go. Uh, Did you do your ball. baseball picks? Yet? No, no. Okay. And you didn't do the questions for Jonas, no, so no, you have failed miserably questions. as the producer of this show. I thank you. But let's talk about somebody else that's miserable. Cam Newton, Super Bowl. Did you get to watch any of it? I know you were working. I caught. Uh, Probably midway through the third quarter on. Okay. There was a particular point in the game where there is uh, Newton fumbling the ball. Yes, near the end. And he doesn't dive for it. Mm-hmm. And I think they replayed this a few times where sure. he backs away. And he said he didn't want to get hurt. Mm. Is there any other point in the season that you really have to say... Fuck it all! I'm gonna try and get this ball. I that's what um, blows my mind. I'm gonna get hurt. You have to. This su- is the championship you game. Have to you have a whole season <laughs> off to fucking heal. Well, I mean, if you if you you know blow out your knee or something, it could be the end of your career. Or you could be in the championship of the game. Yeah, well, a hero to millions. If he recovers that ball, it's then fourth and twenty five. I um, now. I mean, we can go back to when Cutler dove. For the end zone one time during a regular season game, I remember. And uh, he was on the radio, and he said, "You know what? I'm just trying to win. I'm, you know, sorry, I'm not sorry." Because they were like, you know, and yeah, and there's a point where you kind of go, "Hey, you know, you're the quarterback. You got to, you know, we were on, we would have been first and goal on the one. Just, you know, slide and let's get the ball in the end zone, which is 
you know, you think about that and you go, okay, you know, but you also want a guy that's a winner. Absolutely. That's going to do that, that is going to hate losing so much he's willing to risk everything for one victory. Yeah, and I don't mock Cam Newton for his after-the-game anger. Sure. Because he lost the fucking game. So, yeah. Of course he's I'm with up. you on that. I don't. You, I think they kind of... They beat worry. him up over that a little bit. Yeah, they beat him up way too much. I mean, he's a great player. He knows what he's doing. He doesn't deserve, you know, to get the dick slapping that he got from the media based on his reaction after mm. the game. He deserves a dick slapping because you can't, you know, say, oh, I'm afraid of getting hurt because then... As far as yeah, I'm concerned, you want to know what I think. Then you're more concerned about your career. Yourself. You want to you want to know what I honestly think happened in the whole thing. You think about how quick of a moment that was. Uh, yes. Do agreed. you think he stopped and processed my knees in a weird way? I better not do this. Boy, it really did look like it in the slow mo. Well, yes. it did. It did. Look, it looked like his knee was in a weird way, but. Honestly, I think his instincts just didn't kick in for a second. You know what I mean? Your instinct sure? is to die for the ball. It's a split second, and he didn't react. And that happens all the time. People I'm sure react, I've done it, but I've never people done react, situation. People react the wrong way to something. And, and it just so happened that it was at that moment. So I think he just didn't react. His, his, you know, because it's not, it's not a choice at that moment. It's instincts. You know, you when I used to wrestle... Well, he's I didn't. There wasn't he was me. Afraid he was going to get hurt. He was trying to come up with a reason, yeah. I think, but he really did, didn't have a reason. Like, well, I don't know why I didn't die yeah. on the ball. I think. Right. Um, you know, when I used to wrestle, things happen so fast. I'm not going. I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. We drill things so much that it's instinctual. That once I hit this, if the guy counters this way, I move this way. If I do this, and it's just an instinct on how to move, and. I think his instincts just didn't, because, you know, there were many times in wrestling matches. I knew that I was supposed to do this, but I did this. Why did I do that? Well, it's just how I reacted. What, and, do, you, what do you think of the other side of the coin? Peyton Manning's performance, or lack of there. Well, he did what he had to do. He knew he wasn't. it wasn't going to be a typical Peyton Manning. His 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 body has oh, sure. stepped past that line of He kept no his return. team in the position... Even though he had one interception, but he just kept his team in the position to win the game. So, he won I mean, the ball game. Won the ball game. He's the quarterback. If I was, the field. if I was an NFL quarterback and I had a average to below average performance and we win the game, I'd be like, <laughs> "Don't give a fuck." You know what? We won. What was Eli's uh, response? Uh, Eli Manning's response because there was this. Oh, he made. He just didn't have the right face when they scored, and so they were like. And they, <laughs> somebody said, and they were making, yeah, and well, they were, they, that's no, that's what people said. Like he looked like he was disappointed. Well, did and <laughs> like that is, I mean, Eli's a goober looking dude anyway. So it's just funny to have him in the backdrop of all yeah. these people celebrating, and he's just and looking they, like and Peyton like mocked dog. him on the Tonight Show. They were like saying, you know, but he, he, they he said he, they asked him what he was thinking about, and he said I was processing about the two point conversion. They scored, and I was sitting there going, you know, they got to go for two. Like, he goes, I was processing like a player. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? I didn't hear that part. Yeah, right. he's, they asked him finally, you know, they were making fun of him, and it's funny. but You know, that's a legitimate reason. Like, if I had to think of one thing. Well, he's like, a quarterback. Yeah. Like, you're sitting there. You know what I mean? You're, you're yeah. not a, he's not watching it as a fan. He's watching it as a player. Watching, going, okay, so we got in. Okay, we, yeah, we're going for two here. And all of a sudden, the camera's off of him, and they're like, why wasn't he cheering? Eli! <laughs> You know, let's fuck talk, these people, let's man. Talk about something more concerning that everyone's talking about after the Super Bowl is the Beyonce halftime performance and the Black Panther movement, which I was completely clueless about until I heard it on the radio Me too. the next day. All Me right, too. so you didn't catch that vibe either. I turned it off. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I thought it was actually a nice halftime show. Amy, Amy flipped it on. Mocked me about it. I was like, what? Amy it flipped good. it on, and Bruno Mars was doing his thing, and then Beyonce oh. came out, and I got up. I don't know to do anything more interesting, and I came back and she had flipped it off. All right, let me tell you something. From from a production standpoint, they had great camera work, and it looked like Grease. I mean, that's what I thought it, they were doing. I thought they were. she was supposed to be Sandy, and Bruno Mars was supposed to be Danny, and they kept going back and forth, and he had the guy dancers and the girl dancers, yeah. and they kept... And I was like, this reminds me of Greece a, a bit, lot. Yeah. And that's all I kept thinking. And I had no idea this was supposed to be a Black Lives Matter movement thing until I was... I heard about it all week and how yeah. terrible Beyonce... Let's, let's get two things out of the way real quick. 
Beyonce, even though she might have dressed like a Black Panther and is supporting the Black Lives and Matter, and all of her dancers, what, she, she doesn't give a fuck about those movements. She might say she does, but this was about her, of course. <laughs> She's she is in a league that few people will ever comprehend. Well, I guess that song is about an anti-cop song. I don't know the song. I, I didn't it. really. Um, the the only irony, I, and I don't really give a fuck. You know, the only irony was she had a police escort going there and a police escort leaving. <laughs> but then in in the middle, she's singing a song about you know, fuck I, the police. This is my point. If you don't know until after the fact that somebody was making a political statement, then it's not a very good political statement. So right. you and me were clueless about it, right? So Beyonce failed on that respect. I, yeah. I, I'm under the impression that the halftime show should be showing highlights of the first half and talking about statistics and what the teams need to do in the second half to win the game. So somebody had the greatest comment on the internet <coughs> when they saw uh, Coldplay come out and they said, great, Coldplay, the British Nickelback. And I thought that was great. <laughs> Essentially, yes. So we know I don't that, even know if he's from Britain. We know that Erica Schmidt was very excited about this. Woo, British Nickelback. Yeah, they're, they're, he's British. They have one song I like. I don't like Coldplay. I thought it was a good... I, I really don't know. Their, I, they have one song that I've heard, and I'm like, oh, I like that song. They used to rule the world. That's the song they sang. That's it. Oh, that's... I didn't know that was them. Anyway, Beyonce didn't do a good job of her political movement. Um, alright Let's talk about more serious things The Walking Dead season over, opener Happens tonight, tonight nice. On Valentine's Day uh, I watch the show when it hits Netflix You watched every Sunday? Yeah Alright yeah. Predictions for the show Well, Obviously this won't air till much dude. later I don't even, I don't even remember uh, Guess the zombies overran Elgin Yeah they Europe, ran out And they were wearing meat suits or something like that To try and get through them right Rick Yeah Rick. they cover themselves in blood and right. That's worked before mm-hmm. um, I don't You know They gotta get back out on the road Alexandria was too they, They're gonna have to deal with the wolf pack mm-hmm. um, That you, one guy that like, escaped want, What do you wanna see happen You wanna see Carl get killed I wanna see Carl die <laughs> Preferably in a way that is uh, painful. So he's not hiding under a dumpster. And he is going to get somewhere killed. where his hair, uh, his ridiculously homoerotic long hairdo uh, gets cut off. Now, I told and you his you hat before, gets stomped. Carl in the comics is banging chicks now. Carl in real life could not score a piece of ass <laughs> with a thousand dollar bill. <laughs> he's, he's actually... I don't know. I don't he's think a, he's that look at, bad. Look at, his acting the character is obnoxious. Yeah. His acting sucks. His hair looks stupid. He pushed a kid down. They got into a little scuffle. <laughs> and it was the... And you can take this any way you want, but it was the most femme, <laughs> gayest push. It was like, how would that guy go down from that push? Like, he... Eh, you know, like, he... He flailed. Would you say it was Mr. Burns-esque? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, It was. don't touch me. Stand here while I flail at you. Um, yeah. Well, if, okay, if they if they keep with the comics, I'll just give you a spoiler, but it's not a spoiler. They stay in Alexandria. They don't leave Alexandria. So they're still there to this very day. So I'm, I'd be shocked if they end it here and go somewhere else because it seems well, that this show is straight. two seasons. They'll stay at a place. Place will get overrun. They will move to another place. Place gets overrun. They move to another place. So yeah. I, I think maybe they'll they'll follow the situation and just yeah, try maybe. and make those solar panels work a little bit more. I don't know. I, I it's a good <laughs> show. It's fun to watch. I don't really. I'm not one of those people that freaks. Well, I, I should. A lot of people that freak out. About they it. freak out because it strays from the original. That's Jared being one of them because um, he does not appreciate it that it. And if Jared's a huge fan of the of the graphic novel, then mm. you know I understand that. But I don't. I've never read it. I'd same as like uh, you know uh, guy at the theater who's a, a total like enormous geek has read all the comic book guy. No, the uh, <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones stuff, and he's got these huge like leather bound novels that are, and he goes through and he, the background of each family, and he's before I started watching the show, he cornered me. And told me for an hour, while I protested, saying four times, I've never seen the show. 
I may watch it down the road. Have you watched it now? No, yeah, I'm all caught up. I, I have not um, watched it. It's a very it's a very good show, but you know, he talks about the the things in the books and he and he's he actually cornered me twice. Like oh, two days later he gave me the same and I'm I kept going. I I d- didn't watch. I don't watch. Well, the, now the the show's gone the, this season that's starting right now the books are done. They've caught up to the books. Yeah. And the guy hasn't write, written a new book yet. He's in the process of writing it. So HBO is doing their own thing. Yeah. And I don't know how they're going to... I guess fans will go batshit crazy either way. Like, this is not supposed to be sourced. But they can't prove it because the book's not out. So Well, they're driving crazy. Uh, people get too nerdy, man. Yeah, I just, I, you know, I just want good entertainment. If it's from the book, it's from the book. If it's from the show, it's from the show. All right. Uh, you want to dive into some politics real quick? Sure, buddy. All right. I think you have a um, a very good grasp on uh, how you feel about your current GOP roster and everything like that. Yeah. You didn't? Did you watch the last uh, CBS? I, I've never watched, you any watched any debate. Never watched any debate. I just read the highlights of what they said. This is um because unlike unlike many of our our voters. Mm-hmm. I don't get excited by just someone having charisma but not saying anything. I, all I'm asking on this, and I will shut up and let you have your two cents, is your opinion on what happened at this debate. And it's a two-and-a-half-minute clip between uh, Jeb Bush and Donald Trump. And they're in South Carolina, to set, set the story. South Carolina, the moderator asks, because Donald Trump at one point said George W. Bush should have been impeached for 9-11. So the moderator re-asked that question. Do you still think that? For 9-11? Yeah, for, for allowing... Because it happened? Because it happened. <clears throat> okay. Right? That's what Donald Trump said. So, okay. Uh, I will play this for you now. Let me turn the volume up so I don't have to edit this in later. All right, we're good. I really want your two cents on this whole thing. Lies. Do you still believe President Bush should be impeached? Should have been First impeached? First of all, I have to say, as a businessman, I get along with everybody. I have business all over the world. I know so many of the people in the audience. And by the way, I'm a self-funder. I don't have. I have my wife and I have my son. That's all I have. I don't have them. So, let me just tell you. I get along with everybody, which is my obligation to my company, to myself, etc., Obviously, the war in Iraq was a big, fat mistake, all right? Now, you can take it any way you want. And it took, Je- it took Jeb Bush, if you remember, at the beginning of his announcement, when he announced for president, took him five days. He went back. It was a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. It took him five days before his people told him what to say. And he ultimately said it was a mistake. The war in Iraq, we spent $2 trillion, thousands of lives. We don't even have it. Iran is taking over Iraq with the second largest oil reserves in the world. Obviously, it was a mistake. So George Bush made a mistake. We can make mistakes, but that one was a beauty. We should have never been in Iraq. We have destabilized right. the Middle East. But so, you, so, I'm gonna, so you still think he should be impeached? I think it's my turn, isn't it? You do whatever you want. You call it whatever you want. I want to tell you, they lied. Okay. They said there were weapons of mass destruction. There were none. And they knew there were none. There were no weapons of mass okay. destruction. Okay. All right. So, when a member on the stage is brother gets attacked, I got brother about gets five or six. Do I get to do it five or six times or just once nice. responding to that? About a minute left. That's it. So here's the deal. I'm sick and tired of Barack Obama blaming my brother for all of the problems that he's had. And frankly, I could, I could care less about the insults that Donald Trump gives to me. It's blood sport for him. He enjoys it, and I'm glad he's happy about it. He's but I am sick, and tired, I am sick and tired of him going after my family. My dad is the greatest man alive in my mind. While, while Donald Trump was building a reality TV show, my brother was building a security apparatus to keep us safe, and I'm proud of what he did. He's had the gall to go the after World my Trade mother. Center came He's down had the gall to go after brain. my mother. Hold on. Let me okay. Two cents, man. That is some heated. Yeah, heated, it's it's almost it's, it's uh, not even politics anymore. No, and here's it's kind of funny. 
and I can start with Trump. I agree that Iraq was a mistake. Yeah, Afghanistan, we, 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 talked we, about needed to go, we needed to go to Afghanistan. Iraq was a mistake. Whether they knew or not, or whether they lied, I don't know. Um, to blame George Bush for what happened on 9-11 would be to, like, I, I, I got to get a, 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 like, to blame uh, Nixon for what happened in Vietnam when it was happening before. I got gotcha. you. Okay. You can go back. Um, and I'm not doing this to blame Clinton, but I'm proving it as an example. Clinton had a chance to take out Osama bin Laden. Yeah, he did we, not. we talked about that um, before, too. He, he's oh, the one who bitches. greatly depleted boots on the ground for the CIA. He cut their funding because he said, well, it's all computers now. So they took people out of the Middle East, okay, that could have prevented this. Did it happen under George Bush's reign? Well, yeah, but that doesn't. He was in office for like seven months. Mm-hmm. Okay, I highly doubt that he did these drastic steps that caused this to happen. It was planning for years. It was planning from the day they parked that truck in the World Trade Center under 1993. That yeah, would be that would be uh, Clinton. Clinton. Okay, so if the towers had come down, then was that Clinton's fault? Well, maybe a little bit, but then you go back to the previous president, George Bush Sr. Yeah. Okay, so if people that think that something happens during a president's reign, it immediately, whether good or bad, is immediately because of them. Okay, the economy dropping, we've talked about this. Hmm. That went all the way back to Jimmy Carter. There were steps taken as, it, as over the years that led to the housing market uh, insurance, loans, all that stuff that caused our economy to collapse in 2008. Okay, That's not Bush. It's not just Clinton. It's not Bush Sr. It's not Reagan. It's not just Carter. It's all of them. The steps they took across the board led to that moment. Right. And people think, oh, gas prices are down. Thanks, Obama. Well, well no, there, there are... Yeah, yeah well, gas I, prices yeah. are up. Damn you, Obama. Okay. <laughs> That was Michelle, uh, what's her face? Michelle, not Malkin. I can't remember. She was running for president in 2012. She blamed the president. Oh, Michelle Bachman. De- Michelle Bachman blamed Obama for the high gas prices. Yeah, so I mean, it but, is a series of events that aren't always in that person's control. Yeah, that aside, the rhetoric between those two, was any of that constructive for a political debate? Well, I think it's constructive in the sense of you see how people approach and who's willing to get past the bullshit. And Trump's a fucking mudslinger. That's what he does. Like, how is he the head guy right now? After something like that to me. You I don't think he said anything terribly over the top there. He said they lied. I mean, that's something Well, that, that's what a lot it, of politicians have said about that administration. Well, it comes usually from the, the left. Well, talking about that but he's Trump as says, a GOP front runner. Well, Trump said it as a as a and it's smart. It's a smart thing to say because how many you know sort of left leaning people is he going to pull and say, hey, you know, he's not just <laughs> riding, riding the the straight line of the GOP. He's willing to kind of step over and say, hey, I'm on this side for this. I'm I, on that side. I think for he's this. going for the killing blow because South Carolina will basically be Jeb Bush's last. Stand. If he does not, ah, Jeb Bush isn't going to be president. Yeah, I'm just saying, either, like, so. if he was going to continue this election process, he has to win South Carolina. So yeah, this is maybe just going to stomp the guy with the lowest chip stack out. Yeah, that's basically, what that's doing. essentially what he's doing, and it's that's fine. I, I, I just think it's it's gotten so dirty. Like, I can't watch these debates without feeling they had a they had an argument about Spanish speaking people that just sounded really really weird between Cruz and Rubio. Then here they they talked about something that just happened yesterday. Antonin Scalia. Are you familiar with Antonin Scalia? Yeah, the justice that passed. Supreme away. Court justice just passed away. He was a huge uh, right leaning conservative judge. He's been in the court for decades now, uh, longest serving Supreme Court justice. So I'm not mistaken. Died suddenly. Suddenly, on a hunting trip. I mean, so, you know, conspiracy all you want, but I think it was natural causes. How old was he? 76. Okay. My dad died at 68 suddenly. I mean, it very very much (laughs) could have just been something, because it's never been in the news that he was ill, and they kept that shielded Did you see the Pelican Brief? No. You think about that. Oh, you've never seen the Pelican Brief? I have seen the Pelican Brief. That's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it. That's Julia Roberts and Denzel Denzel Washington. Washington. Oh, God, I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, so um, you watch that, then you tell me. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? Um, so he dies, 
the, in my opinion, the highest ranking people in the United States is not Congress, it's not the President, it is the Supreme Court. They serve for life. In certain terms, yeah. Yeah, they, they basically will control and dictate what law is. And to me, that is the greatest power in the United States. When you can tell something is legal or not legal, you basically hold a lot of the chips. Now, currently, before he died, it was five, or excuse me, four typically leaning conservative, four typically leaning liberal, and then you had Anthony Kennedy, who was the wild card. He was submitted the last year of Reagan's administration, and he usually went with the conservative side of things, unless it was a social thing, then he leaned more left. Okay. All right? So if it had to do with taxes or, you know, regulation of business, he would go on the conservative end of things. Now that Scalia is dead, it is Obama's job to appoint somebody as the Supreme Court. Obviously, they have to be approved by the Senate. Right. So it's happened plenty of times in administrations where they'll submit a person, they'll submit a person, they'll try to find anything dirty about the person, whatever right, they, they can them. do. Yeah. They vet them, they ask them all, are you an activist, are you, you know, are you a judicial activist, is usually what they say. And usually they can't find anything because a nominee's got to be basically as squeaky clean as they come. Uh, so Kennedy got in the last uh, year of Reagan's after Reagan submitted two justices before him. Okay, so it was a three-person process. Obama's got almost a year left in office, just a little bit under. Right. The Republicans in the Senate have vowed to block any pick, regardless of who it is, until after the election is over. All right. You, as a person who likes seeing people get their fucking work done. Yeah, yeah. You like when people do their job. Is that not the biggest... Like, we don't want to work because of political bullshit in the, the history. Why does anybody get fucking nominated to the Supreme Court then? Why doesn't they just hold out for four years until a new president is elected? Right. There's a hundred days left in Obama's term. It's not like the election is two weeks from now. And I actually read the average turnaround for a justice is 60 days. Like, somebody goes, they get a new person in in six. There's already cases that the Supreme Court has to hear in April, May, June, July, and then they have that summer recess bullshit or whatever. They have to hear these cases. Okay. They need a full court. But they vowed. They said, we will not put anybody in if Obama picks it. Now, I know you don't like Obama, but I think this is the biggest case of a bunch of fucking preschoolers being bitches. In the Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can, <laughs> we agree. You can block somebody who's, who's going to be... Drastic or mm. uh, look, we function under the assumption that people are going to do are are doing what is right because they want what's best for the country. Absolutely. Okay. That is not the case. Okay. <laughs> that is not how most of our elected officials function. And as soon as people realize that, there's two things that people make mistakes. That, where they function thinking these people aren't... So they look at someone like Bernie Sanders and say, oh, he's all about the... Okay, Bernie he's Sanders... He's all about the base. No Bernie, Bernie Sanders is a rich guy. Your, rich. Your, your basic instinct is to self-preservation. That's the most basic instinct of humans. Bernie Sanders is not going to go. Bernie Side Sanders. Note, I love Larry David's impersonation of uh, Bernie Sanders. He is, not, he is not going to go out... And give everyone free college. Even if he wanted to, it's never going to get approved. Civics! Okay? Learn it! So, there's there's that, okay? They function to... There's probably 5% who are actual humanitarians in office that are trying to do what's best for the people. The rest yeah. function off of money, power, and prestige. That's it. And okay? So... <laughs> The second mistake that people make is they are influenced by pop culture. And what that means is you get your message from Beyonce at the Super Bowl. Why is Trump popular? Because he's a pop culture figure, okay? He, he was on a very popular TV show, and we loved him. Everybody loved him. He's he a was, pop culture figure since the 80s. Yeah. Oh, you're fired. You're fired. Oh, that's great. That's great. I love it. Trump's so funny. Oh, what a great show. Okay, now he's running for president, and he's acting the same way. And people go, oh, Trump, oh, you're so wonderful. You're getting your 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 stuff. Uh, Oliver Stone made that movie W. Mm-hmm. 
based on Never saw it. very. It was a good movie, yeah. but it was based on very public facts, and then Oliver Stone deciding what happened behind closed doors. Well, so it's Oliver he made, Stone. He's kind of a he nut, made so. he made uh, the fucking vice president. I forget his name. Dick, uh, Dick Cheney, Cheney, the most evil man on the planet, and basically basically had a war like a a meeting where all the people were in there with Bush and they basically said if we take over this country this country this country we get all this oil and they were like all right go ahead completely fabricated made up for the movie it says it during the movie people took that as <laughs> we, fact we took liberties is that what it's <laughs> basically people took that as fact if I was Bush, I would have sued. I would have been like, dude. I would hope that anybody walking into an Oliver Stone movie would not assume it's fact. But you this is all... Crazy. People look at the movie JFK and say, this is all fact. Well, there's so fact. much stuff that... It's, it's a good movie. There's so much stuff that he left out. Oh, sure. That, like... Two hours, Luke. His, but, but I mean, like, his <laughs> like great witness that, that went up there mm-hmm. was, like, flip-flop back and forth and was paid and all this, like, all this... So, and people look at that and go, wow, didn't you see W? And people thought that after that movie, didn't you see W? That they went in, like, it's made up! It's a movie. Okay, so that's the two biggest mistakes. We trust our elected officials. We get our information from pop culture. For sure. Well, it's it's a shame that, uh, that people won't do their fucking jobs. I mean, it's the president's job to appoint somebody. Obviously, it's not going to be some scumbag that's going to be a occupied Democrats movement person that's going to get every left-wing agenda through. It's got to be somebody credible that's been sitting on a bench for years and years and years. It's squeaky clean. I mean, I don't understand why this has to be the new political football. And it's always got to be some one fucking wedge issue. Now it's going to be everyone. Do you want Obama nominating the next Supreme Court judge? He's already nominated two. And so far, they have not been activists. They've been pretty straight-laced people, so... Well, you, you gotta fight... The Supreme Court justice needs to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. They like all Anthony do. Kennedy. So they can actually <laughs> address issues with an open mind. Yeah. Um, I would be a great Supreme Court justice. Well, you, you, if uh, Hillary gets in, did you hear one of the questions asked at her town hall meeting? They go, hey, would you ever consider Obama being a Supreme Court justice? And she, like... Took a step back. She goes, you know, I never thought of that. That's that's crazy. So, you might have Obama as a Supreme Court justice if Clinton gets in. So you get Obama for the rest of your life. Rest get of, miserable. The rest of his life. <laughs> Luke does not condone anything he says on this show. It was a joke. It was a joke. I don't want the Secret Service. Fucking listening. hate Obama. <laughs> he's a good president. No, he's not. He's a really good president. No, he's not. He's really good. No, he's not. All right. We talked about all the bullshit, but now let's get to the fun stuff. Dr. Luke, would you like to answer some questions? i got to find my diploma. Hang on. All right. Dr. Luke, there's a segment where I go on the internet and find sex and relationship advice questions, and then I ask Dr. Luke to give us his best professional opinion on them. My professional opinion is always the best. That's an oxymoron. Good point. Dr. Luke. Luke speaks truth. Good question. I don't think it's ever come up on the show. All right. And uh, you would probably be very good to answer this. Is moving in together before marriage a good idea or a bad idea? So, you're together. Couple, I imagine you could say, let's let's say a year. Because I think that would be a good time where you decide whether or not you want to live in together. Right? Not two weeks. Not Britney Spears in it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Good idea or bad idea before marriage? Well, it depends on everybody's situation. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad idea generally, and I don't think it's a good idea generally. Has you ever met a couple where they say, hey, we're moving in together, and you just said, you probably shouldn't? No. <laughs> no. You haven't met one? No. I've met a couple. I've well, I, you know, I mean, there's people I don't think they should be together. and that Just in general? Yeah, so, I mean, them moving in together isn't like the end all for, you know, if... What do you, th- what do you think... Uh, is there a pro to wait till you're married, I guess, to move in together? If that's your core beliefs, yeah, then, and you go against those, yeah, there's a, that's a negative. All right. Uh, do what you do, it feels comfortable. I mean, it's never affected me either way. I mean, I lived with Amy before we got married, um, mostly because she couldn't get enough of me. Um, <laughs> 
But then, oh, you know, that the girls played, you know, she played that, oh, we don't live together. Okay, well, you sleep here six nights a week. Right? It, it, if it works for you, do it. If it doesn't work for you, don't do it. There's uh, Dr. Luke's clinical as, advice. As somebody with a kid, I, I'm actually terrified at that particular point because, you know, you obviously want your kid to be in a happy relationship and you don't want them to just move in with somebody that they've been dating for like six months and just like, all right, we love each other, let's let's move in together. Well, you gotta you gotta gauge each situation. Yeah, you it's really not do. like you go, oh, six months, that's wrong. You know, I, I but seven months is perfect. As a parent, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, I'm just thinking to myself, well, like, I mean, Ew, when when Jimmy or Jeff Segrosi. <laughs> Ask Elise to move in. You gotta. You have to. You have to weigh the entire situation. Oh uh, shit! Jimmy's active on Facebook. I haven't seen that guy in a while. He I know. two posts. I was like amazed. I know. I know. All right, Doctor Luke. This uh, next one comes from E. Not Alone, and I thought this was a great conversation for debate. Obviously, you'll get your first take on it, but I wish we had a, quite a few more people on this one because well, there's, a, there's there's no wrong answer, there's no right answer. There is. Doctor Luke is right. Okay. The name of this topic is how should I proceed? So this gentleman is coming hat in hand to the internet to oh, solve his questions. Well, uh, best place to get your oh, information. Of course, that's the third thing that people make mistakes about. It's coming from a gentleman named Jack, 1984. All right, Jack. I'm guessing. I'm guessing he's 31. <laughs> I have financially supported my wife for the first 10 years of our marriage. Yep. So he's been married since he was 21, 21. or okay. something like that, assuming he was, you know. All right. I paid for everything, including her student loan from college while she stayed at home with the kids. Okay, that doesn't sound. We had one bank account, which she had full use of. We had a credit card, which she also had full and unrestricted use of. I shared everything I made with her and the kids. I trusted that she would spend it wisely and not waste it. Everything was fine for the entire time, and we never fought about money, not one single time that I can remember. She just started working and is now making some money. She said that she wants to put the money into her own account that I will not have access to, and she will contribute to the household expenses from that account, but she said she wants to control her money and how it's spent said she has never made any before. Okay. I told her that if we are both working, we should both contribute to the same joint account. She refused and opened that account anyway. All right. I make much more than her, and she cannot afford to support herself on that income. However, I feel that it's her attitude. If that's her attitude, then I should do the same. I want to put my money into an account and not give her access to it to let her know if that's her choice, then I will do the same, and we'll see how it works out. I do not believe I'm acting out of line here. Uh, or trying to be her parent, maybe she can learn the lesson the hard way. I do not feel it's fair to be taken advantage of, and she has a history of being both verbally and emotionally abusive. This is not revenge on my part, but rather an eye-opener for her. I have shared everything I've had for 10 years, and if she is not willing to share her income with me, then maybe I should do the same. All right. How should I proceed? Well, Jack, um, first off, it is it is revenge. It's obviously revenge. <laughs> I'm going to give her an eye for an eye, but it's not revenge. Um, she is going to be contributing to the household expenses. So what's the hell's the difference if it's in your account or in her account? You think okay. there's a deeper line issue here? Way well, yeah. yeah. Uh, if she's going to be contributing, that's more money for you out of the other account. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who cares? <laughs> um, she probably can support herself from that account if you're paying all the big bills. All right. Money is going to be a huge issue in a marriage. It always is. Right. How you do it, you have to agree upon. Okay? It sounds like the wife has taken a little bit of a uh, I don't care what you say attitude, which is bad for a relationship. Yes. If Jack is going to do then turn around and be vengeful, you're headed to a bad place in your marriage. One okay? of the internet forum guys said, this is not about money so much as you two need to seek a marriage counselor immediately. Sure. Right. I don't know about it, you know, but there needs to be some understanding of how things work. And before, I don't want to delve too much into how Amy and I handle money, but oh, yeah. I make the bulk of it. All right. Okay. I basically put it out there of do not 
act ridiculous with your money. And Amy's very good at like planning out her month. This is what I have. This is what I have. This is what I have. If she needs more, mm-hmm. she comes to me and says, "And uh, to you sit to, in an office to a <laughs> by to, desk to a flaw." <laughs> like she'll come to me and tell me what she's spending all of her money on, and I just I just want her to cut to I need a hundred dollars for groceries. Yeah. Okay. You come to me with this problem, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how we've worked things out. And she really wants to explain it because it makes her feel better. Well, of course. So that I understand, even though I know she's not going to She doesn't crazy. want you thinking that And there's times where I've said, hats. hey, I just paid off our vacation. It's time to pull it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's times where I, I've told her that I, you know, got some money from this or that, this stock or this or that. Um, and then she said, hey, can I get new this because I need this okay so she's not ridiculous there's things you need to come to the terms that you guys are a team Jack and if you're a true team and you're working together to for the household there needs to be an understanding it's not completely bad that she has her own account because that takes some of the weight off of your joint account just so you're fine to be the guy in the corner raising his hand and saying hey Dr. Luke but why does she have to cut him off from that account What's the sense in that? I mean, maybe... If she's never made... Well, what's the sense yeah. in it? Yeah. There's no real sense. It's just that she's never made her own money. Okay. So it's her way of sort of... It's a self-satisfying okay. thing where she may, maybe feels a little more accomplished seeing it go into her account and her being, to dip, being able to dip into her account for the things that she may have had to dip into the joint account that he made. And that's why I say, dude, you're going to have more money either way. Yeah. So rather than her dipping in that to go get groceries or new shoes, she dip into her own account to get that, and you still have more money. What I felt is that when he said that she's verbally abusive to him and all this other shit, I think, yeah, this is a total revenge porn. Oh, and sure. Guy. Come on. It, it, it's guy, like there's, no reason, there's no reason to bring that up unless it's vengeful. Absolutely. Um, stop being such a cunt. I, you know, I think if you asked enough people, there'd be a lot of different opinions on this one. But only one is right. All right. Luke speaks truth. Dr. Luke speaks truth with a diploma. That's it for uh, Dr. Luke. I got a little bit of a Jonah story. All Jonah, right. Jonah took me on a date. He took me to see Deadpool. Yeah? How was it? I was pleasantly surprised at how good of a movie it was. But the issue with Deadpool, um, you know nothing about the character, but... To give you an idea, the character consistently breaks the fourth wall. All right? So they're always talking to the audience. Mm-hmm. The character is insane, schizophrenic. So that it works in the comic books because the character is basically talking to no one mm-hmm. when you think about it. But you as the audience are seeing everything that he's doing. Ryan Reynolds portrays this aspect of it perfectly because he's such a smarmy asshole you know, mm-hmm. most of the time. I don't know how this Who had plays. sex with Scarlett Johansson many oh, times. Yes, he did. <laughs> and he's married to, like, another hot chick. I don't. Right? It's, it's all, I applaud you, Ryan Reynolds. It's all ball draining to Your me. Your penis has been many great places. I also wanted to see the movie just because Ryan Reynolds is in it, which says a lot. I'm like, is that your one? She goes, that's one of the ones. <laughs> um, no, it's... I don't know how that movie plays without an audience. Like, um... Well, it does. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a crowd. A crowd is like, what are you going with? Like, it's fun with a crowd, but by if you're watching the movie by yourself because of all the, the fourth wall breaking, mm. I don't think it nearly would be as good. I think you need that group laughter. There's certain movies that uh, when I watch by myself that are comedies, I don't probably laugh nearly as hard uh, unless you got like a buddy to like. Hit on the shoulder, like that's hilarious. And this movie, I think, would be one of those movies that doesn't carry over comedy well without the group well, setting. So, I, yeah. remains to be seen because I'm sure I'll see it on video. I, I think it's very good. Uh, you know, I mean, you got to go back to uh, Animal House where uh, I still laugh. John Belushi is on the ladder and he's watching the girl undress, <laughs> and just for a second, he looks directly at the camera and raises an eyebrow. It, I doesn't matter who I'm with. I'll laugh absolutely, at that. Absolutely, absolutely. But this movie actually did things that I'd never seen in a movie before. Which usually, I it's very tough to surprise me when they add something to a movie. Like oh, I've never seen somebody do a joke like that before in a movie. Which that's always good. A big that's good writing. Up. That's good writing. Fantastic writing with a very low budget. They actually slashed eight million dollars of the budget before this movie was greenlit, and they worked wonders with the money that they. That's had. great. So, uh, this there's is a lot of money. Just so you know, I mean, there's a lot of money wasted on movies. 
There's a lot of money wasted on movies. There was a story that came out in the Variety that said they, the writers of this movie got called in one day before the movie was greenlit. And Fox executives said, we have to cut $7 million from the budget of this movie if you want it to proceed. And so the writers had to cut essentially nine pages of the movie. The last scene in this movie is Deadpool facing the bad guys. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be a gunfight. So what did they do in the movie? They wrote that Deadpool forgets all of the guns in a taxi. And the taxi driver drives away with all the guns. And so then he has to use swords instead of a big blaring gunfight with people shooting everywhere. So just really good writing. Like, it was funny because the taxi driver's got a Hello Kitty bag full of fucking ammunition. So Anything else you want to tell me about the movie to make it not worth watching anymore? No, no. Okay. No, no. I don't think I spoiled anything. Oh, really? You, you just told me the ending. They they have a lot of sex. You'll like that. I, Him and a hot chick. So, uh, spoiler. Let's see. I got nothing else as far as but Jonah. Thank you. I appreciate it. He reached for the bottom of the popcorn, which is always good. Yeah. Uh, I got some of my butter, which was nice. Yeah. That's that's about it. Okay. So, uh, we did have some open forum questions from the guys of the podcast Peepboards. Would you like to answer? Something sure, Doctor Luke. Sure, buddy. It's not even Doctor Luke. It's just Luke. All right. Well, let me take my diploma down. <laughs> All right. This one comes from uh, Jared uh, Samson. Jared Samson. Luke. Yes, Jared. Your best favorite beer, wine, or liquor for an evening with friends? Not going out, just chilling at the house. It's funny we just talked about that. (laughs) Um, My favorite beer is probably Heineken. All right. Uh, My favorite wine is either a a good Shiraz or a Cabernet. All right. Chosen by Nick. Um... (laughs) And my liquor of choice is like a Captain and Coke or a Kraken and Coke. All right. Uh, I got to give you my list. I'm I'm in an IPA kick right now, so I've been drinking a lot of Dogfish 60 Minute. Uh, as far as liquor, good old fashioned uh, Gentleman Jack. I love it with just ice cubes. And as far as wine goes, I've been reaching for bubbles, man. I love champagne. So if you oh, can find God. It, yeah, I I don't know how that even happened. Uh, um. It's great with everything. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Champagne's not great at all. It's may all your pain be champagne, my friend. It's amazing. it's like carbonated urine. If I had to drink a red, I would go with a um, Pinot Noir. I've been drinking a lot of that. So we've established one thing. Yeah, we're not drinking any fucking Merlot. <laughs> all right. Best line of sideways ever. Uh, Nick, best wine for the price, red and white. Okay. Um, if you don't want to spend a lot of money. And you happen to be a Dom... Oh, Dominic's is gone. The Jewel. Wow, Dominic's is gone. That's the Robert Mondavi Special Select uh, Pinot Noir, which is like $6.99. That is going to be the biggest bang for the buck if you don't have a lot of fucking cash with you. I've always... My fallback has always been the... Um, you'll probably be able to help me because uh, my name of it's slipping That's my right. mind. It's a very common now... Um, oh, God. What the hell is the name of it? Um, is it Red? It's ball. It's a brand. Okay. Um, it's like doesn't six... have a kangaroo on the label, right? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> it's like uh, the 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 kangaroo one from Australia. The yellow yellowtail. You like yellowtail? Yellowtail has been my fallback. That's what I always get when I'm just getting like wine for like Christmas or something. Yeah. Um, that was introduced to me uh, when I had a date out in California, and my date was planned where I was going to be. Having like a bunch of fruit, mm-hmm. and this girl was coming over. I say, I "Need a wine to go with this." And my roommate worked at a very high end liquor store, and he said, "Okay." And he kind of did, did what you did. He pulled this bottle off. He said, "This is like forty five dollars a bottle. Yeah, goes great with fruit." Blah blah blah. He goes, "This," and he pulled off a yellowtail Shiraz and went, "This is like." And he at the time it was like five bucks a bottle. Yeah, I think it's and about goes, ten dollars a bottle. He goes, "This is this is." the exact same flavor it's a great wine yeah he goes bang for your buck right there got it it turned out to be very very good so the biggest problem with yellowtail is not that it doesn't taste good because it does taste good as a matter of fact the entire lineup usually is pretty consistent um it fades away really quick so usually if you buy a yellowtail and you want to drink wine it'll go fast like you'll pound it because it doesn't last on the palate but the biggest problem with it, it's got residual sugar in it that they add to the wine, which is hangover fuel. 
So if you don't want the intense hangover, spend the extra money. If you don't give a fuck and you're a college student, buy Yellowtail yeah. all day. Yeah. So that's that's usually the way. Like if you get older, you're like, I have the extra five dollars to spend. Yeah. And that's that's where the. Yeah. I usually, if I'm giving like wine as a gift, I'll buy more expensive wine mm-hmm. because I don't want to buy some Yellowtail. Enjoy that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I for the longest time I've been trying to get four of the best people. Uh, that I know, where they're basically sommeliers that talk about wine for a 30-minute podcast, and they're talking about doing it on a Sunday. So maybe I'll post that on the network and get some feedback, because these guys know what the fuck they're talking about, and they 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 know more than I'll ever forget, or the other way around, blah, blah, blah. They've forgotten more than you'll ever That's know. That's what it is. So, let's see. Luke, huh? how much money is too much money to spend on a bottle of wine or liquor from Jared? Depends on the occasion. Yeah, dude, dude. It depends on how much you like drinking. Here's a better question. How much have you personally spent on something that you wanted to drink? Like, I want this for me. On a bottle like wine? Anything. Wine, liquor. I've spent, uh, I mean, what's, uh, what's, um, what's, uh, the tequila? Um, 1921? No, no. Um, uh, uh. I can't think of it now. Patron. Patron. Yeah. How much does that cost? Oh, 40 bucks. Yeah, that's, probably, that's probably the top. Jared, you're going to probably hate my... I've spent over $200 on quite a few different things, but uh, that's usually my max. They, they can go way higher than that. Some of the stuff that's available is like $1,500 a bottle. That's... Hmm. I've never... That's not in my bracket, but as far as like special occasion liquor goes, yeah. I've Jake Sanders uh, gifted me a bottle of 25-year-old um, Royal Salute... Chivas Regal Scotch, which is 300 some odd dollars. It took me a year and a half to drink the bottle because mm-hmm. I savored it, you know. But we had half of it left, and the night that me and Jonah got in that almost car wreck, we polyped through the rest of that bottle in a second. There because life's too fucking short. Yeah. So, I, I If you saw my liquor bill for my 4th of July party, I don't know if that would count. But yeah. it's pretty hefty. <laughs> uh, I usually I usually walk out of there with, you know, a lot of a lot of booze. Oh, this comes from Adam at Um That Just Happened. Did you see the referee? You, oh. you didn't miss it. No. He was talking about Taylor Swift. Who was? Adam. Online, he made a post about Taylor Swift. And I fucking, I, I, I tripped over myself responding, trying to get to the, I couldn't get to the keyboard fast enough. Snuggle Panda loves Taylor Swift. It was awesome. Um, it was great. It really was fucking awesome that he did that. Thanks, Adam. What superficial items make you... Happy the most? That's a question from Adam. What superficial items make me happy the most? Oh wow! Nothing superficial to me though. I guess what superficial is in like vanity items. I guess or? I think something that isn't superficial would be maybe something that isn't integral to your survival. Oh fuck, liquor! <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I like drinking wine with the wife a lot, and I know I shouldn't spend money on shit like that, but I like having it around the house. I mean, it's I don't need it. And um, my TV, I'm watching movies. I don't need it to survive, but fuck, I just bought a new TV for the basement, and I love it, and I'm down there all the time watching movies when I'm not working. So Good. Yeah, you? Uh, probably my PlayStation. Nice. Um, don't need it. No. Nice to have. Uh, TV, you know, stuff like that. Um, coffee. Oh, yeah. Gotta have coffee. What about cell phone? I'm on my fucking cell phone all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's entertainment. I might as well be a 14-year-old girl because I'm on my fucking cell phone all the time. I'm always looking at this shit. Luke's looking at his cell phone right fucking now. I'm responding to the wife. <laughs> all right, let's see if there's any more from the post on the board. No, that's basically it today, man. Um, you guys do anything later on tonight? Uh, probably watch Walking Dead. Walking Dead? I don't know if we're going to go out or not. I asked her if she wanted to make reservations, and she said, nah, nah. I mean, like, maybe our Sharko's was our Valentine's Day. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything extra. We're leaving for Jamaica in less than a week, so. Yeah, so what we'll do, uh, the next show will be episode 75. We'll be celebrating two years of You're Going to Get a Disease. We'll have Luke versus Jonah, maybe some other guest stars. We don't know. Uh, but that probably won't air for 
two weeks because we'll have the best of. And we have one in the hopper that's being edited, right? right? And then this one. That's right. So I'm so behind. It's okay. I was because I listened to the last one going, ah, you cut out my Super Bowl prediction. (laughs) I predicted 23, what did I say, 23-21 Broncos. You were fucking close. And they would have a defensive score. And I'm like, duh, I better get the the ding bell because I I freaking called it. That has been my new favorite addition to the show. The, the family feud, ding. Well, I got game. I got eight so much on the freaking playoff <laughs> predictions. I'm like, I got... Uh, well, you got anything else for the show, man? Uh, well, I can tell you that Amy practiced for the first time today. No contact, but she did. Good job, Amy. Good job. She's texting me right now, so excited. Dude. That she survived. I'll have to listen to her. My foot hurts later. <laughs> <laughs> but good for her. She's back doing what she loves. That's all that really matters, right? Happy uh, Valentine's Day to all you guys. You can probably hear it well after Valentine's Day, but I hope you got laid and possibly a steak. That's in that order? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Go to go to White Chocolate in Naperville. I forget what the rest of the name is, but it's called White Chocolate something. Good. Good food. Bear. All their desserts are white chocolate. Don't go to Build-A-Bear. It's a waste of time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, we celebrated Otis's 13th birthday this week. Otis! He loves us. Yeah, he was happy. Listen to all the shows on the Disease Network. Um, that just happened. Something gate the Vag Dialogues, Dosh Drunks, and the Mothership. You're gonna get a disease. Go eat Aurelio's Pizza in Joliet, Illinois, and of course subscribe to the uh, Art of Nick Prol, uh, featuring Door County page on Facebook and Instagram. So, Amy really likes those. Thank you. Thank you. She'll be like, Did you see next next thing? And I'm like, I don't know, because like you know, I my eyes are going bad. So they all just, I'll see the drawings, and I'm like, I don't know if I read that one. I have to like expand it and look close. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm getting a lot of feedback. So no, Amy, uh, Amy really enjoys it. I uh, could throw something out here. It probably won't air for a little while. I uh, will be getting an official book. It's going to be self-published. Nice. It's going to be probably July of this year. So the nice. first book will be out. I'm excited, dude. I'm excited. Nice. But ISBN number. It's official. I'm gonna be an author one day. Sweet, that's sweet. Sweet, sweet. Uh, Stuck on the couch, later. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, Duluth. Uh, well, that's all I got. Go get a disease, everybody. Later. <laughs>